0: You only get into, out of the game what you put into it, Shirley.
1: hmm
0: And I put everything into it, I could, and still do, for the people and for the people that I was playing for and the people that I was manager for. I didn't cheat them out of anything. So I put all my heart and
2: soul to the extent that my family suffered. Do you regret that at oh, all?
0: Yeah, I regret, oh, I regret it very much, yeah. Somebody said the football's a matter of life and death to you. I said, listen, it's more important than that.
3: Hello and welcome to Man Marking, post-match analysis of Series 2. I've got Ryan and I've got Ant in the virtual studio with me today. Lads, how are we keeping? Very good, thanks, mate. How about yourself? Yeah, you know, ticking over, ticking over. I had, uh, had to nip out today to go and sort some work stuff out, so that gave me an excuse to drive around, which was which was quite fun. Uh, Ant, yourself? Uh, yeah, doing all right. It's just a
0: boy to... So, uh to one of the parks which was a bit of a nightmare when you're trying to get them to stay away from other people more difficult to keep them from jumping in the pond to go and see the ducks
3: yeah well those are the type of things that that really separate the the wheat from the chaff in the oh. in the child department i agree <laughs> 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 just have not in there <laughs> not in to deliver okay so series two lads i'm going to start with with ryan What was your biggest takeaway from the second series, right?
1: Oh, good question. Um, I think what what I loved about the second series was how diverse the the guests were, to be honest with you. I feel like we, apart from maybe um, Mackin and Nardiello, who obviously went down the sort of traditional football route, we had a lot of different people on there, I mean... Um, if you compare sort of Southall's story to to Luke Moore's story or Parnell's to Connolly, there was so many different stories in there, and it, there was a lot to take away from it. And I think they all talked about different things that helped them in in their recoveries from, from tough times. So for me, that there wasn't just like one aspect; it was it was all the different aspects of um, how to overcome problems in your life, regardless of. Of, of where you are in your life and what you do for, for a living as well because not everybody in Series 2 was in the professional game. Um, they were all involved in sport, uh, which was nice. But, I mean, you look at somebody like Luke Moore, who's been been a producer and broadcaster for, like, going on 13 years when he started the football ramble, and it's only three years ago that um, he's managed to do that full-time. And you compare that to someone like... Southall, who was obviously at the top of his game before Luke even started producing the football ramble. So, for me, it was just the sort of the versatility and the difference in each guest
3: that I, I really enjoyed. And what was your what was your favourite out of all the episodes? Then, right?
1: It was hard because for me, the most emotive one was was Aaron Connolly. I
3: made the decision after a,
1: I, don't know, a few days maybe of contemplating it. The suicidal thoughts. I just decided that was me, that Friday morning I decided that was me I was going to finish my working day and then I was going to commit suicide that night it, it really did leave a lasting impression over the next few days after not just listen to it back but when he first recorded it, I mean he was so open and honest and to talk about coming that close to putting you jumping in front of a train and hearing your, your boy's voice in, in, the, in the back of your mind and them being sectioned off the back of it. And I mean, I think I said this at the time, he's basically the same age as myself. He's, His lad's basically the same age as Ant's lad. There's so many similarities with with his life. He's just a normal, normal guy. And um, we're very fortunate that he's still with us to share his story. So for me, in terms of what we're trying to achieve with the podcast and, and t- um, allowing people to open up and wanting more, f- more fellas to open up, I think... His was the strongest story, um, in terms of sort of looking at football in a different light, um, and the sort of the the social structure around football. I think Dan Parnell's was one that um really made me look at football in a more forensic way, and um, you don't really realise the impact that the top of the game and the FA have on on all us who don't play it for a living, they're not just making decisions on your Sterlings and your Harry Canes, it, it filters down all the way to, to when you're going to take your, your son or daughter to a match on a Saturday or Sunday morning and the infrastructure that goes with that and the effect it then has on public health and your own health. and A great deal of their responsibility towards a community so, but we're in a globalised football world so really you should look after your community because they're the fans that are going to walk up and pay to get through the, the door so if your fans are in jobs if they're healthy um if they're looking after each other good lifestyles, you've got you got fans forever if you're a part of that helping your fans then you're gonna have that closer connection and, and loyalty with your fans beyond just being that the football team
0: um,
1: i think in terms of takeaways from football um Dance for me was the one that I probably learned the most about, but I think Aaron's probably resonated with me the most in in terms of an emotive experience. And
3: Ant, what about yourself? What was your biggest takeaway from the second series?
0: Uh, I feel like we managed to kind of bookend it in a way that we,
3: you know, we had Aaron starting
0: starting off and talking about how he had his like little toolbox and how sometimes he wouldn't use it and when he didn't use it, it didn't really um go too well for them and then you know it's just like a message of you know we need to keep using those skills that we've learned and you know not every day but you know when we need to use them let's, let's use them and I think when you have Neville southall at the end saying a similar thing, you know, recognise the anxiety and go, right, well how long is this gonna take? Ten minutes, twenty minutes and I think you just diminish the power of it. Um so I think that was that was quite nice. That was quite a nice message throughout. Um and then it was just that, like Ryan said, it was nice to to speak to a, a completely different um, set of people um, throughout many different industries. Um, you know, you've got the academic side of the, the game with Dan Parnell. I found that really interesting. Um, I thought when you, when I didn't obviously do the interview, so listening to it quite fresh was, was really nice. And, and again, the same with Neville Salvo. It was quite quite good to listen to because you, you haven't heard it. So, kind of listening to the podcast before you've even had a chance to create it really which was it's quite nice um yeah the takeaway for me it, it is that message of you know we'll just add to the tool bag and we'll, we'll keep keep it going and um you know we, as, as long as we keep using them we'll, we'll be okay
3: what was your what was your favorite episode then if you had to pick one specifically that was the one that sort of resonated with you the most
0: would, I mean, the one that the one that probably, again, the one that resonates with me a lot is is Aaron Connolly's just because there are a lot of similarities. and know how hard it can be to be a dad. You're not given the handbook. You're not given anything. And I know it's very hard to be a mum as well. Um, but I feel like dads are, are kind of not forgotten about, but it's certainly not given as, as much of a spotlight at times. There's um, there's various different things going on now where we're, we're trying to highlight it and and go from there. You know, what I've said to you before, you know, you go and ask your dad a question, and he knows the answer. It might be wrong, but he knows the answer, and he's confident to give it. And, and when you're faced with that yourself, you know, in a couple of years' time, so I've got my kid, probably going to ask me a few questions, and you'd be like, well, I have no idea. Where's the handbook here? <laughs> um, so, that's quite interesting, you know, um so that probably resonated with me the most, my favourite. I really enjoyed doing a John McInmore just because I, I I liked his energy. I thought he was really, really good to speak to. Him. I thought
2: he was brutally honest and uh I think at the time, I think at the time, and I, I, I mean I, I mean this, no disrespect to Crystal Palace fans if you know when I say this, but it was the wrong move for me. I don't believe I, w- I should have signed. Uh I felt when I was doing the medical and doing things that gut feeling i don't think i should sign here i don't think i don't think it's going to be the right move but you you know you tend to do it it was you know i got offered a, a very good contract from crystal palace that all the signs at crystal palace was he was going back for promotion again there were some very talented players Ian Dow was doing unbelievably well as a manager at the time and you know i just personally i think you know all of it played a little bit of a part, a part in it in moving away and. I suppose the emotion of leaving Man City, not being as successful as a, as a, as a, as I wanted to be, uh, played a part in obviously my, my time at, at Crystal Palace.
0: You know, when he's talking about people that you can trust in the game and stuff like that, he, he never really sugar coated it as this fancy lifestyle where you know things are given to you. And you could see how much he'd gone through. Same with Danny Allo as well. He'd gone through a lot of injuries, the pair of them. Um, so I thought that that one was probably my favourite to do. Um, and listening back to it as well, he just took me back to the night when we were doing it.
3: Yeah, completely. I think um, I think for me, I, I, I take sentiments from both of what you've said there about the diversity in terms of people's stories. I think what we try to create is a, is a podcast that, that that tells these stories from lots of different people's perspectives. And John Mackin and Daniel Nardiello, both of them have had really successful careers and have played sort of at similar levels and played similar positions. And even though they're kind of the same sort of age and, as you say, same sort of era, even their stories were very different because they're very different personalities and they approach challenges very differently because they're very different people. Um, I agree with, with, with what Ryan said about, about Dan Parnells in terms of the way it made me think differently about what the responsibility of the game is to its sort of wider community the one i probably enjoyed the most was luke moore's and the reason for that probably well it's twofold really one uh, and i were obviously massive football ramble fans so for us it was it was a real pleasure to speak to luke secondly that i remember the day that we interviewed him i was on a bit of a downer to be honest it was i wasn't having a great day and I'd, I'd, and my mood had completely picked up by the end of it because it was such an enjoyable experience speaking to him. If you, one second, I just there we go. Recording. So I'm gonna take all my
2: clothes off now, yeah.
3: Yeah, please do, and then turn the camera back on.
2: Yeah, no worries, okay, mate. That cost you extra, you know. <laughs> Not much uh, extra.
3: Pete did it for free, you know.
2: Yeah, they could. Of course, he did. <laughs> it's extra to getting to put clothes on. I expect.
3: <laughs> He's genuinely really funny, and friendly, and generous, and interesting and articulate and it was just a really nice experience spending an hour, hour and a half with him. So that was a really nice experience for me. So I'd probably say Luke Moore's was was, was my favorite without wanting to overlook the fact that we got to speak to Neville Southall, which given that when we started this podcast a few months ago, if we'd said, we'll be speaking with Neville Southall one evening, we'd have gone, I'll oh, do one, will you? So yeah. I just, that, that's, that's an amazing thing for us and was a really nice experience that evening that we, that we spent doing it
0: never saw what there was uh, like images of him with like um after they, i think they won the league in 86 i think or yeah 86 or 85 and um <laughs> he's sitting there with, like a glass of a bottle of milk and a cup of tea you know,
3: like it's just...
1: <laughs> he did say to us didn't he was he'd never been a big drinker at all yeah he, he...
3: He's total, isn't he? And and I think we wondered whether there was something deeper that was kind of driving that, but it turned out he just didn't like the taste of ale. That was pretty much it. He he didn't like it and that was it.
1: He did strike me as somebody who liked to be in control of himself as well.
3: Yeah.
1: It almost seemed like, obviously, there's a huge drinking culture then and I imagine being the one in the room not drinking, it wouldn't (laughs) have been taken lightly. Uh, It's hard enough, isn't it, when you're like, don't want to stay for a drink after a match on a Saturday, and everyone's like, I'll just have one. I couldn't imagine like winning a trophy back then or even now and putting the kettle on, but fair play to them. Do you know what I mean? It's mm.
3: uh, they can see your was... guns in it, yeah, exactly. One of the things that I think is really worth highlighting as well is of all of the six guests, they've all been, they were all, as we always say, incredibly generous with their time and, and honesty. But for the most part, they've all been really good in terms of engaging with, with trying to help us spread the message and, and, and promote the podcast and whatever you're online. So I think we do, it's always way of highlighting how generous and helpful all these people are. I think often footballers and people in football can get a bit of a bad rep, but I would say everyone we've dealt with so far has been excellent and has, has been really helpful for us and, and we appreciate all that, all that they've done so far. So I think that's, that's, that's us done for, for Series 2. And we'll be back on, on Thursday to, to have a little look towards Series 3, which will be starting a week on Monday on the 15th of June. Ryan and I will join you again on, on Thursday and we'll have a little little chinwag about what's to come in Series 3.